going on guys it's just another critic back again with your college football predictions uh, obviously we're going into week seven today I'm going to be going over four matchups for you before I jump into those matchups I'm going to give you a quick recap of the predictions I made last week week six went over six matchups first matchup was Texas versus Oklahoma I did have Oklahoma winning that game 45-31. to 31. They did score 45 points, but ended up giving up 48 to Texas in a loss. Uh, moving along, I had LSU beating Florida 31-10. Obviously, they lost that game 27-19. Um, didn't expect LSU to have that much struggles on offense, um, but that's what you get when you uh, predict college football games. Moving along, we had NC State taking on Boston College. I had NC State winning 24 to 17. Uh, don't remember the final score, but I know it was something close like that. Uh, we had FSU taking on Miami. I had Miami edging them out 30 to 24. I think the final was 28 to 27. And then moving along to the Kentucky AM matchup, I had AM winning 31 to 17. Obviously, game was much closer than that. Um, and AM actually pulled it out. I think it was 20 to 14. And then the last matchup was Notre Dame versus Virginia Tech. Um, I had Notre Dame winning by two touchdowns, 34 to 20. I believe the final score was 45 to 23, something like that. Um, so overall, I went four and two in week six. Moving along into this week, like I said, I have four, mat uh, four matchups that I'm going to be going over. First matchup I wanted to talk about is Georgia taking on LSU. Now, on paper, obviously, um, this is going to be Georgia's biggest test of the year so far. Um, however, I think Georgia should win this without any issues. LSU uh, really still trying to figure it out offensively. Couldn't get anything going versus a good Florida defense, and I don't expect them to do much versus this great Georgia defense. Um, and LSU, man, they gave up, I think it was 200 yards to the Florida running backs. And with Swift and uh, Holyfield in the backfield for Georgia, they shouldn't have any issue racking up that same amount, if not more, which is obviously going to open up uh, the air raid from Fromm and company. And I don't see a scenario where LSU is in this game. LSU just hasn't figured it out offensively, like I mentioned earlier. Um, early on, I think the defense will make some stops, but because of how much time they're going to be spending on the field, because their offense is going to have uh, a lack of success, they're going to get weared down, tired out. And I think Georgia is going to, um, be able to win this quite easily. I have the final score 37 to 13. Georgia wins it once again, 37 to 13. Moving along to the second matchup, we have Washington taking on Oregon. In a, I guess it's one of the bigger games of the week. Obviously, Washington is ranked in the top 10. They're ranked 7 at this point. Oregon comes in at 17. Um, Oregon basically playing against the best team they're going to play all season. Um, with the possible college football playoff spot on the line for each team. Yes, that's that may be exaggerating a little bit. It's just based on how many of the undefeated stay undefeated when we get to that time of the year when they're they're uh, picking college football playoff teams. Uh, Oregon really hasn't been the best on defense. I think they've better, they are better than they have been over the past few years, but I don't expect their defense to step up much. Um, and I think a combination of Washington's pass rush 
combined with obviously a solid secondary is going to equal to a rough day for Herbert. I don't think he's going to be able to put up crazy video game type numbers like he has against San Jose State and Bowling Green. And like I've touched on whenever referring to Washington, I think they've got some big play wide receivers um, and they're going to have some success against this Oregon defense with a pretty good quarterback in Jake Browning leading the charge. I think Washington gets the W 30 to 17. Um, Washington, obviously not the highest scoring team out there, but I think they're going to be able to put up at least 30, um, possibly more with the W. Um, once again, final score, Washington wins 30 to 17. Moving along, we've got the American Athletic Conference, um, UCF taking on Memphis. And obviously UCF ranked 10th in the nation, have no room for error at this point in the season. They really can't lose if they're trying to get into the college football playoff spot, because even if they go undefeated, it's likely that they won't even get into the playoff, um, which is understandable talking, you know, thinking about their schedule and all that good stuff, but sticking to this matchup, um, UCF is actually 10 and 0 in this matchup. Both teams, as we already know, if you stick to college football or watch it pretty closely, they both have high powered offenses putting up over 250 rushing yards a game and roughly 300 passing yards a game. And however, neither of these teams play very good defense, both allowing around 170 rushing yards a game to their opponents and around 180 passing yards in the air to their opponents. Now, both sides are probably facing the best quarterback that they've lined up against all season. So I'm expecting that 170, 180 passing yards to be around 280 to 300 plus passing yards for each side. Um, and that's because, like I said, both teams haven't really played the best QBs out there just yet. These are probably the best quarterbacks uh, in this conference um, right up there. Um, and there's also obviously uh, the quarterback for UCF. I think it's uh, Blake Barnett. But sticking to this matchup, I think this is going to be a really high scoring affair with the possibility of UCF losing in a shootout. Um, however, I do expect UCF to edge out Memphis 52 to 48 um, in a close one. Like I said, it's going to be a shootout and it may even be a higher scoring game than that. Um, but yeah, pretty much covered it. I think UCF should be able to win it. Wouldn't be surprised if they lose it um, on a last possession, um, but I expect them to win it and edge out Memphis 52-48. to 48. Moving along to the last matchup of the day, which is uh, pretty much the primetime game coming on ESPN, ABC. Uh, 15, Wisconsin taking on number 12, Michigan. Two great defenses, as we've seen over the years. Um, Michigan more so, a little bit inconsistent. Wisconsin exceeding expectations. Um, of the two defenses coming into this year, Michigan has the better side. Um, with Wisconsin losing seven key starters from last year. They've got a really young secondary. And coming into this matchup, I think it's more likely that we see Michigan having success on the ground um, with Higdon, more so than Wisconsin having success against this Michigan defense on the ground in John Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor is a great running back, but this Michigan defense is just overwhelmed just about everyone they've come up against this year. And as we already know, um, 
Michigan, they do a really good job in this matchup whenever they play Wisconsin and shutting down that running game. So, um, you know, as I expect Michigan to get that running game going, which is typically going to lead to success in the air, which would be success for Shea Patterson. And Shea Patterson is a dual threat guy. And like I've said, even last week, I just think Wisconsin has trouble with dual threat quarterbacks. And this game will practically rest on one variable. And that's going to be which Horny Brook shows up for Wisconsin. Because like I've mentioned, as we've seen in the past, Michigan does a great job of you know slowing down that run game of Wisconsin. And I expect Michigan to get the W 34 to 24. And as you already know, I am a big Wisconsin fan, um, but I keep it real. I keep it real. And I think Michigan has the better side. Um, if Hornybrook can pull off something amazing and have a game like he had in the Orange Bowl, that's the only chance they're going to have at winning this game because I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to bust out a 150, 200-yard game on this Michigan defense. That's just the reality of it. Um, with that being said, these games are always very close. So I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to the wire. Um, it could go either way, but at this point I'm leaning towards Michigan with the W, 34-24. Um, pretty much covered it all. If you guys enjoy my content, uh, like I mentioned, this is just another critic. Please go ahead and give me a like, comment, and subscribe. If you agree with me, drop it in the comments. If you don't agree with me, we'd also love to hear from you. Just, uh, yeah, tell me whatever is on your mind. Uh, if there's any other matchups that I missed, any topics that you want me to cover. Um, yeah, with that being said, I appreciate your time. Thanks for watching. I'm also going to be dropping the upset alerts of week seven uh, here in a few hours, actually. I'm going to be shooting that video. But with that being said, like I mentioned, thanks for your time. I appreciate you watching. This is Just Another Critic signing off. You guys have a great rest of your day. Peace.